0: Amazing. We're all fucking Whoa. killing it this Monday morning. Yes. <laughs> okay.
1: Whew, this is an early, early call. Early Hacha.
0: call Hot shot. Yeah. I mean, God, it's just like lining up at Pearl Studios. It's fine. It's fine. It's done a million times. All good.
2: This is early for me. 10 a.m. Um, that's when I try. I try to be up by 10 every day. Nice. Very nice.
0: <laughs> We're right there with your little breakfast bar.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: exactly that's
1: my goal Uh, well good morning thespians it's Lillian Bustle here
0: and Jen Ponton and we are here to tap dance our way into your hearts today with the absolute delight that is Kara Connors (laughs) the absolute freaking delight oh (laughs) let me where did it go I lost it amazing Kara, uh, doo, doo. That's not it. Yeah. Okay, great. Got it. Perfect. All right. So Kara <laughs> Connors is an LA-based comedian and multifaceted oh. homosexual. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to say something different to people, Kara, or are we keeping it?
2: You can keep that. I, yeah, I'm not going to let you not read my okay. whole bio if I'm sitting here without making fun of it. Though.
0: Amazing. We're well, going to go on to the next great part with an ass that won't quit. Hey.
2: That's right, baby.
0: So, listen, thespians. Kara stars on a show on E called Dating No Filter, where she is part of a panel of comedians watching these people go on dates. And it's the greatest reality tv you can put your oh. little papers on uh, My she heart. also unfortunately <laughs> for many people who are cable cutters she has a feminist investigative comedy series called <laughs> cara takes up space it's been on <laughs> out tv for a million years and yet all of us are just left like uh, banging on the door outside in the cold because there's it's like nowhere niche. online. It is niche. It's very niche. You have <laughs> to have a plug into a wall that goes to Optimum or... Comcast or whatever the fuck your service is. <laughs> um, in 2018, she performed at the the Ultimate Prestige uh, Comedy <laughs> Festival, Just for Laughs in Montreal. It's, oh, it's the grand gauntlet for any stand-up comedian. <laughs> she also recently debuted her first hour-long stand-up show at the New York Comedy Festival, which I was present for, and I was that person in the audience. <laughs> uh, she did it at the UCB for their headliner series, she also headlines regularly at indie comedy shows across LA, where she lives. She also hosts a monthly queer showcase called Straight for Pay. And she's going on <laughs> tour this upcoming year. Caracan That's right, Vibe.
2: <laughs> Thank you so much. Wow. <laughs> that was painful. Listen- <laughs> listening to it, it's like listening to like yourself do a voicemail or something. <laughs> That was, that's like something you write in a dark closet and then you know you have to give it to people, but oh. you don't necessarily ever want to perform it.
0: Oh, my God. Okay, I have to <laughs> interrupt our thing because I need to tell you a story that I have told Lillian that I think you are the okay, best I need person to hear here. It. So, Kara, I came out during pandemic. Hooray. So yes. Um, well, <laughs> so I have told Lillian this story on our storytelling podcast, which you should definitely mm-hmm. also guest on called All the Fucks. So, oh my God. speaking of awkward <laughs> voicemails, when oh I was God. in eighth grade, so this was sort of almost the beginning of the internet, uh, it was mm-hmm. 1998. <laughs> Um, Mm -hmm. and it was when Yahoo chat rooms were really prevalent and like that was Mm -hmm. the place that you'd go Mm -hmm. and you know everybody had a weird room and you didn't really know what the adults were doing in there but there were definitely rooms like lots of gay dudes only lesbians Mm -hmm. and I was Mm -hmm. on the internet with my friend Nami, who was like why are we here (laughs) and I was like let's look at the lesbian room and she was like uh no and I'm like what do lesbians do and she's like I don't know bye and
1: oh my god (laughs) so she
0: ran home I don't
1: know. Bye.
0: I <laughs> called her house. I called her home line. She wouldn't mm, she wouldn't pick up the phone. And I left a sobbing voicemail that her mother overheard. Cause of no. course it played live in the room where I was like, Lindsay, I'm really sorry I made you go into that lesbian chat room.
2: Oh my god.
0: <laughs> I swear to God, I didn't mean anything weird. <laughs>
2: Oh, my God. And then you're, like, 20 years later, you're, like, Oh,
0: that tracks. (laughs) Oh, my God. I know what they do now. Got it. I I
2: love those chat rooms. I loved, like, talking to, like, actual, like, people that are for sure on the registry when I was, like, 11. I'm, like, ASL. Like, so gross. (laughs)
1: Like... (laughs) Oh, oh gross! Those were the days. They were, yeah, they were
0: that's terrifying. Days. Oh fuck! Yeah, I'm so glad I could tell you that story. It's just Yikes. perfect moment of total. I mean, it lives with me every moment of my day. So
2: you should try. I wonder if they saved that or if you could like recreate that somehow as like a monologue. That'd be pretty funny. <laughs> oh yes!
0: I don't hate that idea at right? all. 100%. Fuck! Thank you, yeah. Kara. Amazing. <laughs> That'd be uh, so
1: funny. I really want to jump right in because um, <laughs> one of the things that you mentioned was uh, was was mall contests. Oh, um, yeah. Did you did you grow up in Niles, Illinois? Yeah. Ever heard of it, Lillian? <laughs> yeah, all the time. Famous Kay. Niles, Illinois, known yeah. for its mall contests. <laughs> That's exactly right.
2: Yeah. Um, I did grow up in Niles, Illinois. I often refer to it as sort of the heartbeat of the industry. Um. <laughs> It's kind of like It's a very like who you know Kind of town Taking a lot of lunch meetings It's it's a lot of just being in your car Audition to audition to audition To casting call It's very fast paced You really gotta keep um, up Yes So I really I was kind of like a Disney kid in that way Like I really sort of entered The industry at a young age And it's just not stopped It's just like that Yeah <laughs> so yes i did i am one of the many 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 extremely famous people who have come out of niles illinois (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah the mall contests are like i i feel like that's a thing all over but that's definitely a thing in the midwest it's like maybe once or twice a year people will come around and like They'll have these contests and, like, tell you that you could, like, you're going to be the next big, like, Old Navy model or, like, Disney Channel (laughs) star or something. And then everybody comes out, like, a huge casting call, just, like, me and all the, like, ugliest, weirdest people from my town. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to, like, torture these people and, like, make them listen to us do some weird, like, talent show. And probably the whole thing, like, realistically was, like, sponsored by Barbizon or, like, oh, some yeah. other, like, pyramid scheme. Like, mm-hmm. everybody in the Midwest's first agent is Barbizon. So, <laughs> that's a fact.
0: So, was this self-motivated or did you have, like... Of course. S- yeah.
2: Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah, no. This was 100% intrinsic motivation. <laughs> Amazing.
0: What did you dream oh, yeah. for yourself in those days, Carol? What did stardom look like for young you? <laughs>
2: <laughs> all right, let me lay it down for you guys, because
0: not a lot of people
2: really know how this all kind of goes on.
1: Yeah, paint us the picture.
2: Mm-hmm. So the what I would, it. exactly. So what I would typically do um, is, mall contests would be, you know, like sometime in the fall, um, but really over the summer is when I would do a lot of the preparation um, because what I would end up doing is in the summer is when I would record my, um, my demo reels, honestly. Um, I would go to Six Flags usually every summer with my family. I would have to like earn all the tickets for me and all of my brothers because they'd have like those reading programs like where if you read a certain amount you would get tickets to Six Flags oh
0: thought that's oh. like book it but so much better yes that's yeah. we
2: only got like personal pan pizza, pizza. Absolutely. that's amazing yeah, but I read a lot. And when my mom figured when my mom figured out that she could make me read for me and all of my idiot brothers who would have never read, she was like, let's get your ass to the library because all these tickets are, like, worth 60 bucks, you know. <laughs> so <laughs> step one, reading my ass off. Then we would go to Six Flags, and my mom would let everybody choose, like, one thing that they wanted to do that was, like, not part of the ticket, right? Like, so I would always choose they had this little recording studio there (laughs) where you could, like, choose a song. You go into a real booth and you could record the cover. And then what was very exciting is at the end, they gave you a cassette with your song on it. And if you really wanted to, you could have the choice for them to play it on the speakers right outside of the studio. (laughs) So everyone who walked by could hear what you just did in the booth and of course I'm sitting there like oh my god like I'm about to be swarmed by people like no one is like I'm like okay I'm obviously people are going to go crazy when they hear this Britney cover so <laughs> <laughs> Yeah so that's Perfect. what I was doing in the summer to kind of keep it you know keep it fresh keep it going like my brothers are all blowing their money doing the bungee cord thing and i'm like let's get this demo reel done <laughs> so that i have something to give to the agents when they come and see me in like the really popular category of like 11 year old prepubescent girls who like have a weird body <laughs> they obviously want to recruit me to be a high fashion model slash singer so i need to have this tape ready
0: that's right and that's Stay yeah. ready <laughs> Then and that's you don't actually have to get ready if you stay yeah. ready
2: and that's how i got cast on dating no filter
0: when <laughs> opportunity means preparation,
2: that's how i got it people ask me i'm like i don't know i got this job like 15 years ago oh, <laughs> so psychotic God, that's so great
0: what yeah. is the furthest one of those ever went for you did they like string you along Never!
2: No! Oh my god, nothing. I literally (laughs) never got anything. I would like freeze, like I would get there wearing like the ugliest, dorkiest outfit. They did not (laughs) want to talk to me. This is like, they either want like someone who's actually like legally 16 who looks like they're (laughs) 6.
0: Or like an
2: actual model. They don't want like a huge 11 year old like linebacker. (laughs) Like (laughs) There's like no sex appeal, but I also don't look like a kid. It was like not
0: good. It was
2: a magical and time. I, and I was like a businesswoman, like so serious. Like, no, nothing. What do you mean, how far did I get? What kind of rude ass question is that? I didn't get far at all. Is that what you want me to say? Didn't Zero. I didn't get any far. Nobody wanted to talk. What are you saying? What are you talking about? Oh my god!
1: How far? How
2: far did you get? What do you
1: think? <laughs> what but do you, you can think? drown your sorrows in? A nice orange, Julius. Oh, <laughs>
0: exactly. Oh, absolutely. Fuck Jesus. Oh, that's uh, when
1: so I'm, great. I I grew up in Virginia, and our mall in Newport News had karaoke in the um in the what a yep. terrible place to do karaoke but like in yes. the food court <laughs> the
0: fucking atrium <laughs>
1: uh-huh so like zero acoustics also you're annoying everyone around yes. you who does not want
0: your karaoke no and I went
1: with my friend Paul and um he like brought his own backing track because he only sang religious songs and he sang something oh for God. the Lord. And <laughs> we're like 16 and these two oh my fully God. grown people come up to him afterwards and they're like, we want to talk to you. And I was like, oh, my God, maybe he's getting an agent. Like, how? Like, oh, my God. Mm-hmm. No, do you know what they did? They gave him karaoke pointers. <laughs> 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 so they were like, please never insulted. do that.
2: Yeah, for sure. Oh, I thought god. you I thought that they were going to say like we want you to come join our like special church.
1: Oh no, <laughs> he like- already had one of those going on. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh my god, so rude. Yeah, no one is Everybody gives notes. Nobody cares. Like, audience members, like, love to give notes. They are like, I've been sitting in this, I've been itching to tell you everything that I would do if I was
1: up there. (laughs) They couldn't wait to tell your friend. Uh, Let's go over some mic technique, please.
0: (laughs) What is, uh, I mean, it doesn't have to be, like, the shittiest people, but what is the weirdest feedback you've ever gotten after doing stand-up specifically? (laughs) Okay, I
2: I honestly feel like people, I don't know, like, people come up to me and I think sometimes they don't necessarily know how to talk to me because, like, they can't totally tell if I'm, like, completely, like, crazy, like, they don't under, sometimes they don't know I'm, like, in character or not, and so, like, I don't know if someone's approaching me because they, like think that, like, the character I'm doing is me that's real, and then they're also that energy, so then they're, like, wanting to speak like that,
1: which is fun. They're like, she gets me. Exactly. Oh, no. (laughs) Kara's stand-up
0: character is fucking insane.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But I think, it's also, like, surprising, though, because like, I don't know, there was a show recently where there was, like, this big dude in the audience, like, muscle, muscle, like, really tall like looked like a huge football player like probably in his 50s like not my typical like demographic i was like he's not gonna like this and he didn't he wasn't smiling for a lot and (laughs) then and then at one point during the show i saw him not smiling and i was like what do you want to fight i was like do you want to fight like let's throw down and i'm like i'll freaking do karate on your ass and like was doing all this stuff and then after the show he came up to me he's like I really liked you. I really liked that. But he never, like, cracked a smile, but he liked it when I started, like, playing with him and threatening him. (laughs) Come see my show. I'll play with you and threaten you after. Oh, my God.
0: Oh,
2: my God. (laughs) But so that was weird. I wasn't expecting that. But he came up and he was like, yeah, really nice.
0: Really nice. I
1: don't know. when people when people don't laugh but then they go that's funny you're funny Mm. it is the most awkward
0: (laughs) yeah
2: that's that happened too recently somebody one of my friends like oh yeah this girl's coming to meet us she doesn't laugh though she'll just be like what does she say oh my god dying or like (laughs) screaming screaming so funny and i'm like that's, you're still friends with her, though? <laughs> like, you know that no. she reacts
0: like that? Oh,
2: God. <laughs> that person is a serial screaming. killer. Yeah. And, like, she won't laugh. She'll just be, like, screaming. I'm oh,
0: like, wow! No.
1: That's a <laughs> weird choice. That's not, that's not choice. how you people. That's no. a weird choice.
2: No, that doesn't make anybody feel good.
0: <laughs> Certainly get- not the person saying it. Like, what is this no. strange social experiment?
2: No. <laughs> But maybe that's, like, a new thing, because I remember the first time people were saying, like, LOL, saying it. I thought that was so weird. But now, right?
0: Right. No, it can't be stopped. Language <laughs> yeah, so
2: evolves. So maybe I'll try it. It does. It sure does, Lillian. <laughs> Do I have a speech impediment? I was like, it sure does, Lillian.
0: I was trying to leap out as you incorporate work. the vocal fry <laughs> of your new character. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly,
1: exactly. Screaming <laughs> God Exactly Oh it hurts Yeah
0: So After the malls When let's presume oh You were in high school <laughs> uh-huh. when, yeah. Uh huh When I presume You were in high school And like maybe had More access To more fulfilling mm-hmm. Uh Theatrical Ventures
2: no, no I didn't I didn't No I was like a. I was like Sporty McGee I like not did true. not I was not, I mean, um, no, I literally did not do anything. I was like all sports, but I always was like interested in like the musical vibes. But my parents were just like sports. Like, you're not, like, I'm not driving you to like the theater. Like, that was not our vibe as a family. What's the best sport, <laughs> Is it basketball? No, I don't know. I mean, I played them all. But not basketball, it's not my best one. But yeah, so I didn't get to like do any I didn't do like any acting or anything in high school or um elementary school was like when it was most popping and then I picked it up again like as an adult.
0: <laughs> and how did that how did that start again?
2: Um, that well just like when I started like doing stand up and everything, but that wasn't until yeah, like I was in grad school. Like I just like I don't know. I remember like living in New York and I used to walk by UCB like on the way to this like terrible job that I had. Um and I was like, yeah, I feel like I'd be interested in that. I'm going to wait 5 years. Like I just like <laughs> never did anything and I just like
0: <laughs> once. <went>,
2: <laughs> yeah, and just like went to that job every day and like barely hung on to it. I don't even know how I like lasted. I didn't, I didn't, let's say this, I don't traditionally thrive in an office environment. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> so, I, feel that. I just, yeah, I just, um, I, I don't know, I, I kind of always just, yeah, didn't like sitting or, yeah, mainly it was like sitting or like following kind of instructions, um, <laughs> Talking to people at the office. Yeah, I would just take a lot of bathroom breaks. I would take a lot of bathroom breaks to the point that I like low-key let this rumor start that I had IBS because I would just like go to the bathroom like like 30 minutes at a time and I would just like sit on my phone, whatever, but still kept collecting those big fat checks for 25K a year, you know?
1: Oh,
2: shit. Living large. Yeah, but I didn't know. All through that, could have been... You know, could have been sweating it out in the basement at UCB, but uh, it took a few more years for me to figure it out.
0: And so so was it improv then before you were like I'm going to go off on my own and and do stand up? It was all, it was stand
2: up first and I like did that for a while like I was doing like all the Second City stuff up in Toronto and then I started like doing improv cuz I was just like obsessed. I was like I need to be just like drenched in this community. I need to be surrounded by comedy. Yes, and I need it. And, then, and then then they I were like, that's it. perfect,
1: because that's the only way you yeah. can be one of us.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So still, I like, I'm I'm in both of those, like, worlds, definitely, like, more in the stand-up world, but, like, you know, they're pretty, you know, they're kind of different, kind of different vibes. Like, obviously, improv is dorkier. Um... Sorry, it is. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Oh, for sure. I don't know how people can try to act cool in that community. Like, when people try to act like they're, like, the top dog, I'm like, bro, you're straight up a dork. Like, that is the establishing fact that can't be ignored if you're doing improv. Like, and, you know, you come out and they got, like, their little outfits on. It's like, yeah, I'm, like, the cool schlubby guy and I'm wearing my, like, little like flannel shirt that my mom got me at Marshall's like six years ago. (laughs) This is my show shirt. And one of my girlfriends 10 years ago told me that I look good in blue. So I always wear this blue T-shirt under. It's like sad. (laughs) Um, And I'm like, I can't take this seriously. And I think that's the point.
1: So I guess the problem is I
2: don't respect anyone doing it, including myself. Like, it's a joke.
1: There's no more rigid hierarchy than a hierarchy amongst (laughs) people who have been uh, Sidelines, am, am I right? Yes, like, yes, like yes, folks who are super into it, like yes movies or anime or whatever uh-huh. it is, whatever the dork sidebar is. And I, you for know, sure. I have many lovely geek friends, same, and many people who I definitely consider themselves king of the geek, whatever the thing is. Right, right, <laughs> for sure. But but the, my problem with the improv stuff
2: is like it's so. It is that, but then they act like it's not that. It's like, that's what's happening. Mm -hmm. Like, that is what we're all doing. Let's just, like, acknowledge it. A lot of gaslighting happening. (laughs) Yes. Oh, my God. But I think you're totally right, especially, like, those little, like, different schools and stuff, they're such machines and like they really try to put you through the paces, right? So that's why I think people are like, Well, I had to take sixteen levels and I've auditioned for this mod team forty nine times and I stuck around for 17 years and I finally got it. So I'm gonna be a bitch to you. It oh so. god.
0: It,
1: how can that not engender a sense of yeah. at least a little entitlement, of, of course. Sure. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and taking yeah. it all out on your little improv underlings all the time. Yeah.
1: Exactly.
2: <laughs> so, you know, that's why it's like Stay, it's kind of nice to be able to go back and forth between both, because then I can be like, "I am not here for this thirteen-person circle warm-up. Uh, I am gonna go ahead and step outside." Absolutely,
1: <laughs> I'm gonna zip zip my zop right out the door. That's right, baby. So, how did you? How did you come to be an opener for a one-man show about cavemen? Oh, oh my god! Okay. Oh,
2: okay this was this is like I'm already I'm literally sweating <laughs> okay so when you're starting out in stand-up you take any stage time that you could get and any show that you can get because it's like one of the only art forms where like you can truly only get better in front of other people right like you can't if you're playing the guitar you can go practice your guitar a thousand hours alone and then you go on stage and you just have to learn to be on stage but with stand-up it's like all of that has to be learned in front of people so it's intrinsically deeply deeply painful (laughs) and there's no way around it so
1: succinct
2: yeah yeah there's no way around it you have to do it that way so when you're starting out you just have to take any show that you can get so that you can just like get through that it's like you just have to put your body through like as many. So anyway, I don't know how this guy got my number. He must have heard my reputation around town. Uh- <laughs> this girl has got IBS. That's right, baby. <laughs> she would be perfect.
0: So you gotta, you, you've got to just go through your paces, being in front of people and doing it yes. in front of people, because there is right. no way to get good at it, Correct. except in the most vulnerable, terrifying, uh, yeah. abusive way ever. It is. And so you just take what spots you
2: can get because you're like, I need to work on these 10 minutes. And like, sometimes I'm going to work on it in people that are not, sometimes people are not going to appreciate what I do. And that's okay. Most times they won't, right? But so this was like maybe my first or second year doing stand up. And this guy reached out to me. He's like, look, I am the director of a off, 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 off. We're all the way up in Canada, Broadway play. (laughs) (laughs) And it's a one man show (laughs) called, um, what was it called? Something The Caveman. It was like something about like men are caves and women are fire. You know, it was something very like men are
0: from
1: fire. It it wasn't defending The Caveman, was it? That was... It, it might have been that, that actually went somewhere
2: but not this one i could tell you <laughs> okay. it was not this one okay? okay in the same way that i'm sure that our hometowns are doing some kind of production of hamilton that no one would want to see <laughs> this is okay but this was not that this was like it was so i was like okay sure he's like yeah we need a comedian to come And you're going to do like it was like a bigger slot. It was like 10 or 15 minutes, which like when you're starting out, that's I mean, even now, like I don't even people you don't even always get more than 10 minutes at a time to work on stuff. So I was like, okay, cool. He's like, yeah, you're going to open for this uh, audience then before the one man show. And then you'll get paid by like a bucket, (laughs) which Mm -hmm. which the bucket system in this case was. You'll hand the bucket to the audience. They'll pass it around and, you know, like, and then at the end they'll give it. Okay, (laughs) so the audience at this show was, like, the audience of, like, a, like, like a one o'clock matinee on a Tuesday in, like, the most, like, conservative town in the south And like a retirement home got a shuttle bus and brought them here. (laughs) Like that was the audience and it was packed and it was in this weird bar theater and I didn't know that much about the show, whatever. So I came up and I'm going to be honest, I put on my best material. Like I was not doing like new stuff and they were like not having it and I could feel it right away. And I'm like, Oh my God, I don't think that I can like be up here for 15 minutes because it's like It's so painful. Like, if you're just up there and no one is laughing, no one likes what you're saying, like, you can feel it so (laughs) intensely. You see everyone, and you're like, fuck, and it's so slow, and it's the kind of thing where it's like, you normally time out your jokes. Oh, yeah, this takes five minutes, but you're, like, pacing it with, like, people laughing occasionally. If no one laughs... A 10 minute set, it could be 30 seconds, baby. We're flying through <laughs> these jokes. So, so we're like flying through, nobody likes it. Nobody is no. having a good time, especially Ugh. me. And then at the end, and also even the way he brought me up, like he was just like, all right, all right, yeah, like, you know, there was no, like, it was just so bad. And then I'm trying to like run off stage and like run into the street so that I can end my life and be done with it um (laughs) and i'm on stage trying to run off the stage and he's like oh don't forget the bucket this is like nobody's like really clap they don't like really know if i'm done there was no clear beginning and end because no one was laughing there was no applause and it was terrible and um just some old
0: crankety man just hated
2: it and i'm like why did you bring me this entire play is about like Men and women are different and the sooner we recognize it. like it was that energy oh yikes. Um so he was like, hand off the bucket. And so I remember I remember like giving the bucket to somebody in the front row that was like, why is she giving me this bucket? And they probably thought it was like the trash so they could all put their like old man to, you know, like I have no idea, but Ricola all rappers. I remember it was bad. All I remember is that I got off stage, and by the time I walked to the back of the room, and it was a long room. It was just, like, a long, long, long club. By the time I got to the back of the room, the bucket was, like, already there. Like, it was just, like, pat, 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 pat. Pass. There was, like, four bucks in it in, like, all change because you're in Canada. So it's, like, loonies and toonies. All change. There was literally, like, four bucks. I was, like, this is fucking
0: brutal. Oh, my God.
2: So. (laughs) It was really bad. So that's the worst show I've ever done. Wow. (laughs) Keeps you humble. Keeps you humble. Oh my God. There's no shortage (laughs) of that. (laughs) Yeah, it was rough.
0: I'm curious. (laughs) And you don't have to answer this at all. I only Uh bring it up because you do talk about it in your act sometimes. Yeah. But since you were doing comedy before and then after you came out. Yeah. How much did your brand and energy shift because obviously you like very much came into yourself. and were like, Oh, this is right. The that's supposed to be right, but, like, right. Were you kind of doing like, I don't know. <laughs> what were you doing when you weren't out? <laughs> yeah. I mean,
2: it was only like the first year that I was. So it was like, I've been doing stand up like six years. So it was like the first year. I mean, I don't know, Jen, I was writing jokes for my subconscious about how people <laughs> always think that I'm gay. That's what I was doing. Oh, no. um, I, mean, I was look. doing a cry for help from my subconscious, like a ransom letter to the audience for someone to say it out loud. Maybe if I said it out loud and my own ears heard it, I could like take it back in in my brain Not and no. figure it out. That's what I was doing. Okay. Does that answer your question, smart ass? Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it definitely like evolves, but like, I don't know. I, I mean, maybe the stuff I was talking about, but I still think I'm like finding my voice, but I feel like in the last like couple of years, like it's clicked in. They say it takes like seven to 10 years to like find your voice as like a, as a stand up. So I've always kind of had that number in my head and it feels closer. Like I feel the closest that I've been, but th- you're just trying shit out. You don't know. Cause like I was like, would watch people that would be really funny, and sometimes people are like those very monotone, like, like just saying it like that, and mm-hmm. I was like, that's not my vibe. I tried that a few times; nobody liked that. <laughs> um.
0: So how did you really <laughs> hone in on the like? Uh, I mean, how would I even describe? How it? would you?
2: Yeah, go ahead and just. I'd love on to hear you describe it and roast stage. me.
0: <laughs> on stage, Kara's character is like. And, like, whoever it is, they're definitely on coke, first Uh of all. They are extraordinarily self-aware, deeply anxious, and in total anguish all at Uh once. Uh huh. Uh, Very (laughs) self-effacing, and then sometimes like guttural screams. (laughs) Uh
2: huh. Yeah. It's very emotional. It's very Very emotional. emotional. Very. (laughs) They're
0: they're a person on the edge, for sure. That's
2: absolutely, absolutely a person on the edge. (laughs) That's a very generous description. (laughs) Um, Well, that is. I mean, it's a it's a character. I don't do coke, but it's a. it's a character but it's you know it's kind of like also it obviously is like me or like it's sort of like i just amplify my flaws and my insecurities i guess um or like allow them to be sort of shown right so it's kind of like yeah like definitely like on the edge like i like to play with like people like (laughs) am i okay like am i in control like i'm in control the entire time but like toying with that line of just like is she okay like
0: what's exactly happening <laughs> it's it very her? much fucks with the audience for sure yeah
2: <laughs> and like i like to be a character of like kind of like i like a cocky dumbass like that's my favorite like really like tell it like it is but actually so dumb like that <laughs> char- you know that mixed in so <laughs> i don't know <laughs>
0: That's tennis. where we're at now. I smell yeah. some scripted content. Yeah.
2: <laughs> that's where we're at now. Yeah.
0: Oh. <laughs> Amazing.
2: Yeah. But it took a minute for sure. Yeah. Um Do you ever hmm. do any did prop comedy? I love prop com- that's actually I was kind of surprised Jen didn't bring that up. That's kind of what I'm known for. Big no kidding. Prop comic. I was just talking. Yeah, I just bring a
1: big,
2: big toolbox and suitcase onto stage, I put a red wig on, and I take out rubber chickens, and I get a power saw, and I go to town, baby. I think I've seen you. Everybody goes crazy. (laughs) Everybody goes crazy. Put a hat on. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I've been doing my Las Vegas residency for the last 25 years, and I love it. Every night is different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't explored prop comedy, but honestly nothing is off limits. <laughs> nothing is off
1: limits, right?
0: <laughs> I would what, love what's the to do that. for your straight for pay um showcase and then how are you you're only going mm. on tour right. as a solo show, right? That's so, right, yeah. Yeah, how is um how does that happen in your showcase mm. in LA versus what's going to be on stage across the northern these united states that's right
2: (laughs) (laughs) um well in la the main thing like i used to produce a show in toronto for a couple of years and my main rule with that was only having one straight white boy on each lineup that was always my goal and so now um the show is like only the rules are like at at least 90 percent of the comedians have to be queer they're like 90% 90% of the time it's like not cis dudes and I have to like them as a person and um, have like some different voices in there. So it's not just like um, just like one guy telling the same jerk off story in a row. Not that I don't love that. I love <laughs> listening to 10 <laughs> guys doesn't? talking about jerking off, but yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's mostly, like, comics that are either, you know, the whole idea is, like, straight for pay. So, like, comics that, like, would be, that are gay but would be willing to act straight for money, um, <laughs> which is me. Or, like, a chill, like, actual ally. I'll throw an occasional, like, actual pure ally on the lineup and they're always, like, so great. And, um, yes, yeah, so that's kind of how I've been curating it. Like, actually going to see a show that I would want to see, um, as much as like, I know that people love going to comedy clubs and seeing lineups full of rapists. I know that we love that.
0: <laughs> I know that
2: that is like the, that's the cream of the crop. I know it that that's broke. like exactly. <laughs> so I know when people come to my shows, I know that it's uncomfortable for them. They're like, wait. Why are all the comedians on the lineup not rapists? I'm confused. Why is is everybody on the show not have all these accusations of texting 17-year-olds as 45-year-old men? That is why you need to go to the store, which is only a 10-minute drive, and you can go right over there. So um, it's a different kind of audience for sure. Um, And then my tour is just my, it's my hour. It's my show that that I'm taking out. And I am coming to New York. I'll be in New York on March 10th. I'll be at Union Hall. So you should come.
0: I will be there screaming. (laughs) You're welcome.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, the hour is going to be, I mean, it's going to be kind of a hybrid. I mean, the hour that you saw right before COVID, but then there's like probably at least like 30 minutes that are all new since then. And it'll be a little hybrid. But that's just going to be me and like a local opener that is probably going to be some local local gay person in, in each town. <laughs> Who's your funniest local gay person? All I see you in my have,
0: head. You should <laughs> have
1: contests at the mall.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's up Seattle? I'm looking for your funniest gay person who can do 10 minutes of material this Saturday night down at the Crocodile. Hit me up on Facebook if you're interested. <laughs> Screaming. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> That's my audience. They're all just sitting there screaming.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck. So good. Yeah. Um, so. Other than like taking over comedy, Kara, do mm. you have any um do you have any like dreams or desires to like also then transition into like Narrative comedy, or like what 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 does the great grand dream include? Well, that's kind of a complicated
2: question, you know, a lot of things can happen, life is unpredictable, so I want to be open to surprises, but I mean. I mean, I got all sorts of things in the work. I, I'd love to be—I'd love to be on SNL and underutilized. I—I um, <laughs> I <don't
1: laughs>
2: would love to get, you know, my life story option for some kind of, you know, short-lived series on Hulu or HBO. Uh, I'd love to get more into prop comedy. That is really something I've been itching to do. That's so, really...
0: You put <laughs> the nail on the head there,
2: Lillian. <laughs> I think I really want to probably open up some kind of workshop and <laughs> get my tools out and People could start. come and make their own
1: props <laughs> exactly. and then do the comedy like a workshop build-a-bear, Like a Build-A-Bear.
2: Yeah, I think that's really where I'm headed. Just something where I can... Build some kind of trap box with some sort of surprise element that pops out that delights the audience in a way that was kind of a misdirect. (laughs) It's fresh. It's fresh. The
1: great Canadian Jack
0: in the Box. (laughs) (laughs) What's the most uh, cringy day job you've had? (laughs) Oh, my God. It doesn't have to be something I had
2: for very long, right? No, no. no. Absolutely not. (laughs) Um, oh my god. What have I, what have I done? I mean, I've (laughs) definitely had a couple of cubicle vibes. Those I did not do well in. Um, I mean, I briefly had like a, like a busboy job. Um... Oh, I worked at City Bakery for a little while when I was uh, living in New York, which was like on sex. Do you know what City Bakery is?
1: Yeah. Yeah. They had the Mm -hmm. fancy, fancy marshmallows and the fancy hot cocoa. Mm
2: -hmm. Exactly. So it was like a tourist spot, too, because it was like on an episode of Sex in the City Mm -hmm. or something. But I got hired as like a barista behind the counter. Absolutely no experience as a barista to this day, even though I worked there. (laughs) And, um, (laughs) And people would come in and they're getting like $10 lattes. And like, I remember this one, like old lady would always come in. And she would be like, I'd like a cappuccino bone dry. And I didn't know what that meant. So I just made it for her the same way that I made everybody else's not
0: properly. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe bone dry was your default.
2: (laughs) Yeah, bone dry. But like that... I did not do well in that setting and I'll be honest with you as soon back in the day when I was like a basic straight girl <laughs> this was way back in the day I was working there and then like the guy that I was with who I ended up trigger warning getting married to um mm. he proposed oh, no. and then I quit right away I was like I'm free baby and he's like go get another job <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? I'm this like is not, not the 40s. Yeah, I know. He's like, "What the hell are you doing?" I was like, "I quit." He's like, "Why?" We literally need you to have a job. I was like, "I quit, baby."
0: <laughs> so I marry stupid. Your money.
2: Yeah, exactly. He's like, "That is not What's that? No, I just like didn't even. I think I thought I was in a movie. I was like, I'm gonna be busy, busy, busy doing the registry, like mm-hmm. whatever I like thought. Oh my god. <laughs> so I just like quit this job. Yeah, it was not good.
0: I can't even imagine you as a basic bride.
2: I know, it's really brutal. I'll have to show you the photos sometime. <laughs> I literally had a birdcage veil, and that's all I will say
1: about it. Ooh. Oh my god! Yep, I'm, I can feel this zeitgeist for sure. I know this. I know this layout on the the knot,
2: just for like us. that. Yeah. Ever seen a bride like that? Because that was me. <laughs> yeah, little little t length number. Absolutely. Oh no, the dress was like, I don't even. I I can't. I, well that that's a whole other Nance. word. I didn't mean to <laughs> talk
1: about trigger warning.
2: <laughs> no, I'm just saying that's like such a longer like me as a basic bride is like truly a journey. Um
0: <laughs> I'm trying look to at imagine me now. basic bitch straight Kara in like Uggs and with like straightened hair and like mm-hmm. a PSL.
1: Exactly. <laughs> I love Uggs in a birdcage veil as a look, yeah. Though. That's pretty
2: yeah.
1: great. <laughs> It, that.
2: It was more like a reverse like just like I feel like when I was trying to be straight I acted like much older than I was and like was just yeah very kind of like trying I don't even know crochet. was like honestly like really ugly and that's okay like I'm I love that Kara too like I op- I welcome her with open arms but like honestly like my friends are so rude about it and they're like they're like, yeah, like Loki, like it was rough. Like you're a lot cuter now. Like I don't know, like what's happening for you? <laughs> Yay! <laughs> so that's good. I'm like, all right. I know. I don't need you to say it to me. I'm Somehow already. Somehow I, I made know.
0: myself homely when I was straight. Yeah,
2: I did though. I did. I like very much looked like I ran like a youth group. Like mm. at. <laughs> absolutely looked like i was in several bible studies like it
0: was
2: (laughs) but that's what the guys liked i did what they liked you know and guess what he put a ring on it baby
0: (laughs) cream of the crop there
1: (laughs) if it ain't broke don't fix it
2: thank you
1: people love track
2: record they loved it Oh I'll send goodness. you guys my I'll send you guys my digital wedding album on
1: Shutterfly. <laughs> yes. Please.
0: <laughs> yes. Oh, amazing. So yeah. good. <laughs>
1: um Yeah. So good. Amazing.
0: My well, only remaining question if you if we yes. want to go into it is uh you you wrote about working for the Trunchbull.
2: Oh my god. Oh, that was a really bad day job, too. Yeah. Were you That's when I was Well, that was when I was in grad school to be a teacher, because that's what I thought I was going to do before I became a comedian. And so I was like in grad school, be an elementary school teacher. And my lead teacher was literally Miss Trunchbull. She was so, so mean. And I would honestly cry all the time because I'm like very sensitive. (laughs) And she was so mean and like literally would set up these little like bullying tasks like Kara go and put this up on the whiteboard and then I would like go up to the whiteboard and like there'd be no markers and I'd be like there's no markers and she's like wow I guess Miss Connor's really doesn't know too much about teaching does she class like it was that like she was literally bullying me Oh my um, god yeah wow. and Those I hate to say all it grew up
0: to be serial killers
2: <laughs> Yeah no it was rough and also this is weird because I now know, and I, like, didn't clock it, but now I know, and I hate to say it, but she was a full-blown lesbian, and that was before I was out, and I'm like, oh my god, wow, that's, like, called internalized homophobia, but it was really, it was really intense, and then at the end of it, because I was, like, in school as a student teacher- And then, like, at the end, it just, like, got so bad, and basically we just, like, made an agreement, like, with my advisor that, like, she would pass me, and I, like, wouldn't report her to, like, the Ontario Teachers Board, like, you know, like, for being an actual monster, but she was just, like, so mean, and, like, any idea, you know, like, the kind of person, like, any idea I had would just, like, shoot it down, and I'm like, bro, like, I get that you've been a teacher for 30 years and, like, it's working for you, like, what you're doing. You don't care that the children are miserable and not learning anything. I understand that that's, like, that's working for you, but, like, you don't have to, like, shut it down as soon as anyone comes in and, like, attempts to make the kids, like, smile while learning. I know Mm -hmm. that that's, like, very upsetting to you. Oh, God. Um, Yeah, she was brutal. But all those things, like, they just kind of, like, nudge you in the right direction because it was, like after that student teaching experience that was like in the spring and that was after my first year of grad school and I had like the most miserable year I was like I hate this I don't want to be a teacher I want to drop out I don't know what the hell I'm doing with my life and that's when I was like you know what I'm gonna do something for myself this summer I'm gonna go take a class at Second City because I grew up in Chicago and I always went to the shows and I loved it I'm gonna do something for it and that's how I so it's like all that stuff kind of like pushes you into the right way like so That wasn't for me, and then I started doing comedy, and then, like, I came back the next year, and, like, I still finished it out, but I came back the next year and, like, didn't care at all and, like, breezed through it because emotionally I was detached, so I just, like, got through the second year, right? And then I was, Mm -hmm. like, and then that was it. Amazing. So I, like, can't wait for her to see me on SNL as an underutilized cast member, Mm -hmm. and she's going to be, like, oh, I was so rude. No, she'll never think that. Kids to
0: cry when they realize they missed out on having (laughs) basically stand up for eight hours a day.
2: No, they like wrote me little notes. Like when I left, like I got like the little notes from the kids because they're like being held hostage by this person who like is who like has tenure, right? And they're like, "Thank you, Miss Connors, for being nice." And I'm like, "Yo, like it's gonna be a rough rest of fifth grade for you." (laughs) this lady sucks and I'm allowed to say that but you're not <laughs> and yeah. to be clear I'm also not really allowed to say that but I did anyway
0: well, that's why I'm out of grad school bitch right. Right. But,
2: yeah <laughs> so I am actually certified to teach k-6 through in Ontario believe it or not
0: oh shit <laughs> get ready Canada
2: can you imagine special skills yeah. Can you imagine walking in, and I'm your fourth grade teacher? I'm like, what is
0: up, everybody? I would never let myself not fail and stay back. <laughs> Be like, well, I'm a career fourth grader now. <laughs> oh,
2: my God. Deal with I- I literally did not even know all the provinces and territories, and I'm, like, teaching fourth grade history. I'm like, all right, let's run through them. We got Ontario. We got Manitoba. I think you guys get it. You know, like, it was very <laughs> just,
1: like.
2: <laughs> you can I, read. I don't need you, to patronize you. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to the next stuff. Talk to me about what you guys are doing on Minecraft. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> <online. laughs> um, yeah, good times. Really oh, miss that stuff. Really shit. miss being in the classroom. <laughs> it's always there for you. It's always there. Thank you so much, Lillian. Oh, this, this has been a delight.
0: Oh, Honestly, same. Lillian, you and I will go <laughs> to Kara was... in Brooklyn in March. Yes, yes please. come, please. And I'll give you a big hug, because
2: I haven't met you in person. And I'll give you a that. big hug, too, Jen. Yay. Yay. <laughs>
0: And we'll take Lisa, because Lisa is why I know Carol. Yes! Lisa Rose, who we oh my God. Um, back in uh, early yes, November.
1: Yes, I remember Lisa. Lisa yeah, Rose yeah. styling. Yeah,
2: that's how we met, is through Lisa. And, oh my God, wait, do you want to know the connections to bring it full circle? So you and I met through Lisa, right, Jen? Right. And Lisa and I met. Because my coworker, when I was at that office job where I would have to walk by UCB every day and everybody thought I had IBS, is Mm -hmm. our sweet, beautiful friend Kelsey. And Kelsey and Lisa went to college together. So we met because we were bridesmaids together in Kelsey's wedding.
0: Oh, shit. Yes.
2: So it's all connected to like that time when I, back when I was living in New York, and then now Lisa's like one of my best friends and is like such a delight. She was helping my girlfriend. She was styling her yesterday. She was helping her for a photo shoot. Awesome.
0: Hell yeah. Look at how connected you are.
2: That's right, baby. It's all about connections. It all started in Niles, Illinois, baby.
0: <laughs> Don't say we didn't tell you first. Don't oh,
1: say we didn't tell you. <laughs> uh. So where can people follow you and watch all your stuff and stalk you?
2: Um, honestly, Instagram would be great. You could follow me at Kara Khan's Comedy. And that's really where I post most of my stuff. And that's where I'll post about the tour, which I haven't officially announced yet. But I will be announcing in the next couple of weeks. Oh. I heard it here first, thespians.
0: That's right. That's right. That's
2: right. Yeah. And I would love anybody that is a thespian Who loves prop comedy And loves Comedy club style comedy
0: (laughs) You're gonna get a call from Gallagher And he's gonna be like, what's up, Kara?
2: (laughs) To come on out To Straight for Pay Um, No, if that's your style of comedy You're probably not listening to this podcast And you would not enjoy (laughs) my (laughs) stand-up But yeah
1: that that's where I'm at. Yay. Well, so thank bad. you so much. This was thank you. a joy.
0: Thank you, Kara. You <laughs> are the shit. We definitely want to have you on all the fucks. For Yes! Sure. Best okay. friends, until next
1: time. <laughs> Don't forget the bucket! Don't forget
2: the bucket! Yes! Oh my god, pass around the bucket. So sad. I'm gonna do that on tour. Yes. Yes.
1: <laughs> yes.